sometimes the answers are no. Right? So I want to tell you a story about a missionary couple. Their name is David and Zvia. David and Zvia. Now, they were sent at that time to Belgian Congo. The, when they were sent to the mission field, they were having problem to share the gospel. They were refused by all the tribes. They were rebuffed by the chiefs. And then, so finally, the couple made a small hut, like a couple of a uh, half of a mile from the nearest village. And then they prayed for spiritual breakthrough in their mission field. But nothing happened. The only contact they could have was with a small boy that was allowed from the village, village chief to sell him chicken and egg for once a week. Now, Sevilla, because she couldn't find any person to do Bible study with, she decided that if this child is the only child I can bring to Jesus, and then I will do it. So then she taught this little kid Bible study, and then this kid decided to accept Jesus. But then their situations got worse. She had malaria, bunch of other missionaries passed away, they died because of malaria. And when she had malaria, she was pregnant at that time. Now in the midst of those troubles, the village chiefs softened, softened up and then he sent a midwife to help during the, uh, the labor. Now, he, she gave birth to a girl, but then she passed away. Now, at this time, the husband, David, he snapped. Most of his missionary friends passed away. His wife passed away. Oh, one of the child already passed away before this uh, lady gave birth. He snapped. He gave his newborn daughter to another missionary couple. He renounced his calling. He renounced God. And then he left the mission field to go back to his country. What do we do when God does not answer our prayer? I've been praying hard for the past week because our family had some bad circumstances. But what do we do? What do we do if I don't know how to work this thing? Okay. Which part? This one? This one? What? Oh, turn it on. Is it this one? Don't want to break it. Okay. Sorry, how do I go back? Can you put it back to the first slide, please? Sorry. Okay, so let's see a couple of examples from the Bible about prayers that are not answered. First, let's see Moses. Let's open our Bible to Deuteronomy 3, verse 23 to 26. Deuteronomy 3, verse 23 to 26. It says, 
This is Moses speaking to the Israelites. And he said, And I pleaded with the Lord at that time, saying, O Lord God, you have only begun to show your servant your greatness and your mighty hand. For what God is there in heaven or on earth who can do such works and mighty acts as yours? And then Moses said, Please let me go over and see the good land beyond the Jordan, that good hill country and Lebanon. And then what did God say? But the Lord was angry with me because of you and would not listen to me. And the Lord said to me, enough from you. Do not speak to me of this matter again. And if we continue to verse 30, 27, it says, Go up to the top of Pisgah and lift up your eyes westward and northward and southward and eastward and look at it with your eyes, for you shall not go over this Jordan. Can you imagine how he feels? You know, he led the Israelites from Egypt. He faced the Pharaoh. He went to battle with many kings and rulers. He was a great leader. But then, God says, no. Not even no, God says, go up to that hill, go up to the mountain, and then see the place that you're not going to enter. It's like, he's just looking at it and like, oh, I'm never going to go there. Can you imagine how he feels at that time? Probably pretty sad. Let's see our example. Let's see Jeremiah. Now, at this time, in Jeremiah's time, the Israelites were a nation in moral decay. They worship strange gods. They do a lot of evil stuff. But when Jeremiah prayed to the Lord for the salvation for the Israelites, the God answered like this. Let's open Jeremiah 7, verse 16. God answered like this, And as for you, do not pray for these people, or lift up a cry or prayer for them, and do not intercede with me, for I will never hear you. And then again, the Lord said, Then the Lord said to me, Though Moses and Samuel stood before me, yet my heart would not turn toward this people. Send them out of my sight and let them go. Can you imagine if you're a pastor or a Bible worker or a um, uh, head of a family and then you pray for something and then God said, do not pray for them. Even Moses and Samuel stood before me. I will not listen to them. Can you imagine how Jeremiah feels when God says no? And this is a person that always speaks to God face to face. And there's a lot of other examples in the Bible about unanswered prayer. David. Let's go to 2 Samuel 12, verse 16. Remember when David had an affair and then she born a child? And then David 
in the, uh, 2 Samuel 12, verse 16, it says, David therefore sought God on behalf of the child. And David fasted and went in and lay all night on the ground. And the elders of his house stood beside him to raise him from the, from the ground, but he would not. Nor did he eat food with them. But what happened? On the seventh day, the child died. On the seventh day, the child died. God didn't answer his prayer. Another example. Paul, in 2 Corinthians 12, it says, So to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelation, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. And then Paul said, Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But God never answered his prayer. So there's a lot of examples in this life. I'm sure all of us have that kind of experience where God has not answered our prayer. But what do we usually do? Sometimes, you know, we keep praying. That's good. And sometimes we fast. But have we ever thought that we're twisting God's arm? We're forcing God to do what we want instead of what he wants? Take the example of Hezekiah. He was forcing God to heal him. But then what happened? That's why they were uh, taken away to Babylon. So the question today that we would like to answer is what do we do when God does not answer our prayer? What do we do? Do we force God? We pray the whole night? Let's go back to the example of Moses. Let's go to Deuteronomy 34. Deuteronomy 34, verse 1. When God didn't answer Moses' prayer, what did he do? Deuteronomy 34, verse 1, it says, Then Moses went up from the plains of Moab to the Mount Nebo, to the top of Pisgah, which is the opposite of Jericho, and the Lord showed him all the land, Gilead, as far as Dan. The Lord said to him, this is the land which I swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and Jacob. I will give it to your offspring. I have let you see it with your eyes, but you shall not, not go over there. And verse 5, it says, So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. So what did Moses do when God did not answer his prayer? He surrendered to God. He surrendered to God, and he just followed God's instruction. Friends, when God does not answer our prayer, I know it's hard. I've experienced it. It's hard. But sometimes, surrendering is harder. We need to surrender to God. You know, we, 
especially men. We're fighters. We plan. We budget. We do this. We do that. But things does not always go our way. That's why we need to surrender. Take a deep breath and then just like, okay, God, let your will be done. Sometimes we focus on what we have today. We want this, we want that, but we forgot one thing. We forgot this. We live for this. Not the 90, 100, 110, or whatever, whatever years we have. We need to focus on this. When we surrender and when we let God to do what He wants to do, we're focusing on this. Because we don't live for today. Well, sometimes I live for today. I'm looking forward for my wife's cooking. But we don't live for today. We live for this. Eternity. So that's why we need to surrender. Praying, God, let thy will be done. That's the hardest prayer. Thy will be done. Let's see the example of Jeremiah. What did Jeremiah did? What did Jeremiah do when God did not answer his prayer? Let's open Jeremiah 43. It says, when Jeremiah finished speaking to all the people, all of the words, when Jeremiah finished speaking to all the people, all these words of the Lord their God, with which the Lord God their God had sent him to them. And then verse 8. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah in Tahpanes. Take in your hands large stones and hide them in the mortar in the pavement that is the entrance of Pharaoh's place in Tephanus in the sides of the men of Judah. And if we continue to Jeremiah 44, the word that came to Jeremiah concerning all the Judeans. And then 44 verse 2, thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, dot, dot, dot. What did Jeremiah do when God did not answer his prayer? He kept sharing the good news of the Lord. So when God does not answer our prayer, friends, when we're down, when we're struggle, Satan used that so we don't share Jesus with others. So when God does not answer our prayer, keep working for the Lord. Keep sharing the good news of salvation. Because when we're thinking about ourselves, our situation, oh, I don't have this, I don't have that. When we don't surrender, it makes us think about ourselves. We forget to think about what? About God. And then we forget to think about eternity. When in reality, our life is not to serve us. We need to serve others, to serve God. So when we suffer, when we wallow in self-pity because God does not answer my prayer and then we're just sleeping in bed because we're sad, Satan is happy because it stops us from sharing our gospel. Not our gospel, we're sharing the gospel. It stops us from sharing the good news about Jesus. 
When I'm talking about sharing Christ, I don't mean we go to Africa to be a missionary. I don't mean we have to share books or something. Yes, those are good things. But sometimes when God doesn't answer our prayer, when we're sad, we start to be mean with other people. Right? Keeping our cool in front of our, of our, in front of our friends is a form of sharing Jesus. You know, when people see, oh, I know he's having difficulties, but how come he keeps smiling? How come he's always inviting me to dinner to his house? That's sharing Jesus. So instead of having a frown face because, oh, God does not answer my prayer. I need this. I need that. And then we watch TV and then we fall asleep and then we get angry to everybody. Share the gospel even when God does not answer our prayer. Because we need to focus on this. Not the here and now. Is it hard? Yes, it is. That's why the first thing we need to do is surrender. When we surrender, and then God can use us to share the gospel. When we surrender, even when our boss yells at us at the office, even if our coworkers talk about us in our back, we can still smile and be friends with them. Even if our neighbors are loud, we can just go sometimes at the end of the day, hey guys, want some pizza? That's sharing the gospel. And that's what should we do even when God does not answer our prayer. We strive forward. We move forward with the work. Let's see another example. 2 Samuel 12, verse 19. When David saw that his servants were whispering together. David understood that the child was dead, and David to his servant, and David said to his servants, Is the child dead? They said, He is dead. Second Samuel twelve, verse twenty. But then what happened? Then David arose from the earth and washed and anointed himself and changed his clothes, and then he went into the house of the Lord and Worship. You know what do we do when God does not answer our prayer? What should we do? Worship God. We praise God. We praise God for the answered prayer. We praise God for the unanswered prayer. Because what happened? Because in eternity, what do we do? We will praise God. Praise God in our suffering, in whatever situation. We need to say, God, I know this situation I'm in, I can't handle it. But I pray that may your name be glorified. Even in this situation, I can still praise you. We need to praise God because in eternity, that's what we do. And this should be our focus. Praising God. And even, and then what, what can we do next? We already surrender to God. We keep sharing the gospel. We praise God. And then what else that we can do? Ephesians 3, verse 13. Let's see from the example of Paul. Ephesians 3, verse 13. So I ask you not to lose heart over what I'm suffering for you, 
which is your glory. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power to his spirit in your inner being. So that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. You know what Paul is doing? When Paul wrote this, he was in prison. He was suffering. But when he was suffering, what did he do? He prayed for others. All the best epistles, what I think, was written in prison. And in prison, he was threatening other people. He was praying of other people. Instead of, guys, can you please pray for me? I'm having this difficulty. Oh, I can't handle this. Please pray for me. No, he was strengthening other people's. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts, may have you may have strength, and to comprehend with all the saints that is the breadth and the length and the height of depth. If you continue, there's more motivation from Paul. But friends, what can we do when God does not answer a prayer? Sometimes what we need to do is stop praying for ourselves and start praying for others. When I'm depressed, if I pray for my own situation, I get more depressed. But then, you know, I remember I have a prayer list of people that I need to pray about. When I pray for them, I feel better. And when their prayers are answered, I feel happy. And when they call me, hey, man, thank you for praying for me, I feel better. So sometimes we need to stop on focusing on our situation. When God does not answer our prayer, we need to pray for others. If you look at Jesus... All of his prayers is for other people. Even the miracles is for other people. And I think there's only one prayer that Jesus prayed for himself, and even God didn't answer it. Let this cup pass away from me. But when Jesus prayed for other people, all the prayers were answered. So friends, families, church members, Church visitors, when God does not answer our prayer, I challenge you to stop praying for our problems and start praying for other people's problems. Start praying for others. Surrender. Keep sharing the gospel because in this earth, there are many things that we don't understand. There are many things that happen in our life that maybe we don't have an answer. And there are things that happen to us that we can't explain. And we can only find out about it in heaven. But there is one thing that we can be sure. That God loves us. God loves you, Miss Linda. God loves you, Catherine. God loves you, Elder Craig. So when God says no, it's 100% for the best. Don't focus on our issue. Focus on surrendering. Focus on sharing the gospel. Focus on praying for others. 
Focus on eternity. Focus on praising God. Because us, we can only see, you know, two feet ahead of us. But God can see miles and miles and miles ahead of our lives. And He has a better plan. And what He sees is the best for you and the best to glorify His name. And what God sees is the best for eternity, not for here and now. So remember, friends, surrender. Surrender, surrender, surrender. When things are hard, sometimes that we can do is surrender. We always thought, you have to fight back, fight back. No. Surrender. Surrender to God. Keep sharing the gospel. Keep being a good person that God wants you to be. Keep becoming, keep having the characters of Jesus, no matter what's happening. Pray for others. Don't focus on ourselves. Pray for others and keep praising God. I have a friend that has um, a girlfriend. The girlfriend is from a different religion, from Muslim. My friend always prayed for her, for her to become a Christian. And then finally, she didn't want to become a Christian. They broke up. She went back to um, Holland. The lady stayed in um, Indonesia. But even though they broke up, even though they never had contact with each other, he kept praying for her. He kept praying for her, but then he he kept, he was thinking, ah, God doesn't want to answer our prayer, my prayer. So then, I'll just surrender it to God. I tried to ask her to Bible study, nothing happened. I tried to ask her, I have I sent her a link of this sermon, that sermon, nothing happened. So, I'll just surrender to God. They have they don't have contact for so many years. And then after like five or six years, suddenly he found out he found out that she accepted Jesus. And then after she accepted Jesus, a week later, she passed away of cancer. So we don't know what God God's plan is. But we know it's for the best. What about the missionary couple that I told you earlier? That little boy that they introduced to Jesus, he became one of the well, most well-known pastors in Belgian Congo. And that little boy grew up to be a pastor, and then that pastor brought hundreds and hundreds of people to Jesus. The little girl grew up to become a missionary that brought hundreds and hundreds of people to Jesus. Their influence can still be felt until today in Belgian Congo. So friends, I know all of you have struggled. Unanswered prayers, struggles in their life, needs, things that we're thinking of. But when God hasn't answered, when God says no, focus on this first. 
and then surrender. Keep praising God. Strengthen someone else. Keep sharing the gospel. Become the good person that God wants you to be. I can't guarantee that God will answer your prayer today or right now. But I can guarantee it's for the best. I'm going to leave you with this one last story of my close friend. I think I've shared this uh, with the church. I have a good friend, friend. His name is Sebastian. Every time there's a church gathering like this, every time we ask, what's your prayer request? What's your prayer request? He always has these pray two prayer requests. I just want my mom and my brother to come back to church for, to Jesus. That's always what's his prayer request. He was young. He was like 20-something. He was a little chubby. And then suddenly, he got a heart attack. He passed away, I think, at the age of 23 or 24. And until the time of his death, from his point of view, God did not answer his prayer. But you know what happened? Because he was the only Seventh-day Adventist in his family, the church, and the church really, really loved him. The church came over to his house. We prepared for his funeral. We prepared everything. We asked their family, what do you guys need? Because he was the sole breadwinner for the family. We asked his family, what do you guys need? Do you guys need help or something? The, the, totally, the church totally helped his family. And then because of that, because of what the church done with his family, because of the nice thing the church, uh, or because of the nice thing the church has done for them, his mom and his brother saw, so this is what Christ's character is like. So two months after his passing away, his mom got rebaptized, and his brother got baptized. So sometimes, friend, maybe you, you won't see the answer of your prayer. Know this. God has the best plan. And for us, let's just, let's just focus on this. Eternity. And as a closing, I'd like to play this song that have been running through my mind this past week. Because as a family, we also have problems. We've been praying for this problem. But from my point of view, it's not a God, the best answer that God gives, it, gives to me this week. But makes me focus on what God wants, not what I want. If you know the song, let's sing together.
our hearts. We all love you here.